from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, June 1st, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios is Eddie Big Hat Coffold. Yes, yes, yes. I am so much happier than I was the last podcast. We're ready to go. Oh, good. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious <laughs> producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, author, speaker, podcaster extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to author, speaker, Lisa Bevere is on the show today. Oh, I love her. I have known Lisa since I was 10 years old. Really? Who is she? Did she ever babysit you? (laughs) No, she didn't. Something's blinking. (laughs) How do I know her? Her... Her husband, weird... John Bevere, was an author for my parents' publishing company. Oh, yeah, we talked about her a few weeks ago. Yeah. I remember hearing about God. Yes, I know who she and is. They, uh, and so they lived in Orlando. We knew them. They were family friends. And then she started writing and uh, wrote like Christian health books. I remember this in the 80s, kind of like pre... Health? Yeah, yeah, like healthy eating from a... like. As a Christian, why you should like have a healthy lifestyle sort of thing. Oh boy! And and then you know that I mean, couple of those that that back that back talk was not for her books. That was for me not reading those. Oh, okay. I was like, oh boy! <laughs> I probably should read a little bit of that. Um, I was. She and I were speaking at the same conference a while ago, and her sons come and run her merch table. Do y'all know this about her? No. no. And they are attractive. They're good looking dudes, right? The and Bevere, when you have good looking dudes boys. at your merch. The Bevere Boys, when oh, you have Bevere Boys at your merch table, your merch is going to sell. It's like a, it's a thing. When you have dudes selling merch at women's conferences, merch sells. I have a question about the Bevere Boys. Maybe we should have them on but to, to answer this. But for some reason, I've, I don't know why, Annie, but when you describe them, I automatically had images in my head of who they are. And they're like sort of Ken dolls. And the Bevere yep. boys go but like on outdoorsy because they live in Colorado, so they're yeah. like they're rugged yeah, they, and masculine and yeah. dolls. They're such nice dudes. Yeah, keep going. Describe them. Here's my question. Here's my question. Do they do like Christian Hardy Boy adventures? Like, do they solve <laughs> mysteries and crimes together? The okay, Bevere boys. That- you are setting me up beautifully because here's what happened. We all get to the airport and one of the brothers, one of the Bevere boys has lost his watch and the conference is over and he, someone at the conference finds his watch and he has to get on a plane. And so even though I do not know these people more than, I mean, I know Lisa, but I don't know the dudes at all. For, somehow I end up being the one who has to run back out of security and get this guy's watch and run it to him at his airplane. <laughs> and we're texting and the woman from the events texting and I have to get on a plane that I am not flying on and find the kid. I think his name is Alex or Alec and yell, <laughs> Alec, I've got your watch. <laughs> and we let you on the plane. Yeah, him a watch? Yeah. 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 Because I said, I've got this guy's watch. And they were like, and I said, a friend of mine, close. I have his watch. And she said, yeah, she walked with me. But yeah, she did. This was like two years ago, maybe in Oklahoma. It's a fascinating thing. So we thing. solved a crime, is what I'm saying. We solved a crime. Was it stolen? Was it? He no, said no, no. He just left it. It was a mystery. It wasn't a crime. I apologize. It, it was a mystery. It would have been better if it would have been better if there was a sleight of hand pickpocket villain involved that like shook That's the Bevere me. boys' hands and slid off the rich watch, <laughs> and you helped solve the crime with the other That's Bevere right. boy. And all the Bevere's were flying on different airplanes. I do remember that part because I couldn't give the watch to Lisa because she wasn't flying on the plane with this particular Bevere boy. What's fascinating to me is that the instinct was to run after him instead of just dropping it in FedEx and sending him his watch back. Like it was just like let's take the hardest possible route to return a very small shipping item. How how many romantic comedies end with a couple getting together because one of them is running down the runway chasing a plane? This could have been that ending, Annie. You should have let it depart. And the Bevere boy, the Bevere boy is looking solemnly not only at his empty wrist that once held a prize watch. But also a connection <laughs> that just slipped through his fingers. All of a sudden, he looks out the window, and who has taken over?
over a luggage cart and is driving beside the plane right outside the window. But dear boy, I've gotten the watch. And he like runs to the front of the plane and he tells the pilot, stop this plane. And then there's this whole thing. Fire trucks yeah. are coming. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But you guys get together right there. Well, no, you but she reads as she's driving. She reads the inscription on the back. That's just like, love you forever. Jen and she's like <laughs> just, and then just launch the watch and keep like, driving like, yeah, yeah then she I'm looks she, she, goes, she turns the luggage cart and just you know does a u-turn and see you later Bevere boy yeah. and just fed up to him his watch <laughs> and then I take the luggage to the correct plane because I'm, I'm Jen by a uh, replacement and let's let's not forget the fact that Chandler did mention in the middle of this that he played roller hockey with those guys too yeah so, when I was a little kid oh really it's just a strange oh, really? little add-on our dads were friends so Yes, yep. I, yeah. did, I didn't want to yeah, miss that. Yeah, I think that. they're your age, Chandler. They are like young 20s dudes, I yeah. think. Oh, I Chandler's in his 30s. I, I'm 30. Oh, that changed. <laughs> they, they might be like a year younger than me, but right. they were my age for sure. How's that sit with you, Annie? Sorry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Look at what? I, I think she in, uh, inadvertently burned you pretty hard. No, she your thought age. you were in your young 20s. Mean, that's oh, a compliment. No, that's that's cool. It's I, a huge I, compliment. I just assumed with your lot in life and what was happening, you must be a 22-year-old flounder. <laughs> just assume. That's the same thing that Jonathan Merritt from the Faith Angle said uh, last week. He's like, well, I thought you were like 22 just from the way that you talk. Like, so, no, oh, okay. I'm just not worried about everything and I'm doing okay. I'm happy. So and that's why you think I'm young. And there's a lot of that video game. What is it? The Pokemon. That's what that's threw me a, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. For sure. That yeah. But I think the world The weird thing is that most a, people who play that are like 50. Anybody. It's it's like, a, it's like a much older person game. At this point. It's, it's like, yeah, you slowly walk to things, you yeah, know, just, yeah, exactly. just out, out for a neighborhood stroll. They're, they're free in the daytime. They're retired. You know, they go catch Pokemon. Really? <laughs> that oh, yeah. is really who's playing it oh, now? Yeah. I've seen 100%. groups playing in the parks. Yeah, yeah. they're all, they're all old people. Yeah, it's, like with, the, it's kind like of like what happened to Facebook. People. It was like the young people at first yeah. and then the old people yeah. got hold of it. Yep. Yep. There's a group that plays in the park by my house and they all are like wearing like fanny packs and are walking and, their and, dogs and, and merch. Like oh, they'll yeah. all be wearing like wow. Pokemon shirts. So and, they're wow. out, they're, it's almost yeah. like the new mall walking. It's pr- pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's. Oh, wow. It, yeah. it, Who it knew? Doesn't help your case. You knew it shifted. It's okay. I'm, I, you know, embrace it. I mean, Chandler's essentially his life is half 22 year old and half 62 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I wish, and I mean this, I mean this in a respectful way because it's going to come off as a burn, but I wish I didn't care as much as Chandler doesn't care. Like you're just super cool about (laughs) stuff. You're like, this is just what I'm going to do. I, I I will, I will spiral in just the smallest little thing. And you're just like, no, this is how I'm going to roll. I respect it. (laughs) Well, thanks. It was also, it was also a pretty hard burn. Yeah. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) All right, we'll move the show along. Our Friday episode, you know, again, this is almost uh, it's a month and a week into our new format. Uh, on the Wednesday episode, we do in case you missed it and our and our listener feedback and a guest. And on our Friday episode, we do slices, a guest, and our listener of the week. So coming up later, we have our listener of the week. But right now, it's time for slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, this kind of piggybacks on on something I talked about yesterday, and that is my irritation at pilots using their job, which is which is pretty cut and dry to workshop stand up comedy material to literally a captive audience. You're belted into the seat <laughs> like it's against an FAA regulation for me to get up and walk off the plane when right. the com- when the pilot's doing comedy. I'm there. Uh, th- this kind of goes uh, along those lines uh, for uh, what motorists in Maine were seeing over the holiday weekend. Okay, so they had those oh, signs yeah. that like light up all over town, right, to tell you not to drink and drive. That's fine. That's fine. I feel yeah. like if I feel like if you're if you're if you're someone who is a responsible person, you don't need a reminder to not drink and drive. Right. But that's fine. I have no opposition. I mean, they to say that. buckle up. They say you know safety things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but on holiday uh, weekends in particular, R says buzzed driving is drunk driving. Drive sober, yeah. get pulled over. That's what the one around here. Says. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a billboard yeah, I, going around town about driving high. Like uh, driving high is oh. DUI. Oh yeah, because yeah. all everything's because uh, we can do yeah, like like smoke, medical, you know, legal smoking the glue something. and stuff like that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Smoking yeah. glue. That's what the kids are doing. <laughs> the glue. Yeah. 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 No one's thinking you're 22, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen. I, I will say this. The, the the anti-glue sniffing and driving campaign has not made its way to my area. <laughs> nor yet. here, nor here. Yeah. yeah. Well, these ones, I guess, were about uh, um, you know safe driving, speeding tickets, that type of thing. And here's what they said. Keep in mind, this is Maine. Okay. Uh, spend, Beautiful this time of year. Spend money on lobsters, 
Not speeding ticket. Here's how they spell lobsters. L-O-B-S-T-A-H-S. Lobsters. Spend money on lobsters, not speeding ticket. You know what I do when I see that lighted sign? I punch the gas and see how fast I can get going. (laughs) Hoping you get a ticket. Yeah. How about this one? A cold supper is better than a ticket. Okay, then a hot ticket. So it's a cold Cold supper. S-U-P-P-A-H is better than a hot ticket. (laughs) Who do these people think they are? It's like all of a sudden, it's like Matt Damon's terrible dialogue from some Boston movie is is taking over their their, their signs. The official safety signage. These are, these are, exactly. I'm supposed to take this serious. This is a life and death thing. And you're making a lobster joke? It's in have you ever been to Maine, though? I have never been to Maine. Maybe they. Do you, what are you saying? They spell phonetically up there? Well, I mean, I've been to Maine. <laughs> I've been to Maine, and I don't think they think it's as much of a joke as we do. Like, I think they get that it's a joke, but it's not like, like, in them, like lobster is kind of you know. Okay, that's that's kind of how we I, okay, say. Okay, okay. So you're saying you're saying that the, that the, the that the traffic commission or whatever was like, hey, what's the best way to people not get people not to speed on holiday weekend? Because it's very dangerous out there. A cold supper is better than a hot ticket. It's in, it's ridiculous. I think that people. Okay. Well, I think there needs to be a provision. They're localizing it, so that, you know, like if all these properly spelled they're words making, were on the signs, you they would the the locals would think this is a national thing. Right. It's the man. It's right. it's big government. But they no, localized no. it to say this is a local issue, and we yeah. care about you, I, the main resident. Our Tennessee ones are localized too. There's some southerny kind of stuff like that. I don't have any off the top of my head, but I have thought before, like, oh, that's cute that they're trying to like play off of. They write with a twang. You, you know how this went down, don't no, you? you? Hate it. They, they had a bunch of people, a bunch of government employees in a room doing a joke writing session. One, that's a waste of our money. Two, this is the best <laughs> they could come up with. There needs to be provisions. There needs to be provisions that no taxpayer money should be spent on dad jokes. These are yeah. terrible. That's the best Somebody they got. Somebody felt so good about that cold supper hot ticket flip, didn't oh, they? Yeah. Oh, they oh were. yeah. I mean, they just kicked yeah. back. Yeah, it's It's... It's they going went home too far. And put it on Facebook First of that all, night. I've gotten tickets, and, and, and they're they're expensive. I mean, parking tickets are not that bad, but speeding tickets are over a hundred dollars yeah, usually. Yeah, you know, so expensive. what? What cold supper is that expensive? <laughs> I'm like, that just sounds like take out. Doesn't make sense. You know, like, why don't you spend seven dollars on your McDonald's instead of speeding? I mean, it's like. It's not equitable. I mean, I think the sign should just say like the average speeding ticket is for this area is hundred and forty eight dollars. Like that's oh, it. That I don't want to have happen that because I, I do, do not, not want to or, have happen. You know what? I can handle that for right now. I'm going to speed. I, I can. <laughs> I got 150. I had a good blow. month. Yeah, right. What happens great. when I apply this logic to the cop that pulls me over? You know, hi, officer. How about I pay you in lobster? Yeah, oh, they're going to think that's just hilarious. <laughs> License and registration, please. Oh, well, where do I put my lobster? Oh, they're just going to find that hilarious. Oh, man. First of all, they would, they call would, them they b- would love that. Oh, uh, yeah. They'd all know each other, though. So they're, you got to remember, mm-hmm. they're calling the officer by the first name. They just had dinner with the officer last week. It's all just a little tiny. Either way, thing. even if this is someone who's like a deacon in, in Maine, their church. Are you speaking about the whole state of Maine? Eddie, that they all the cops know each other in Maine. You think the entire state of Maine is like that movie, that Francis McDormand movie, The Seven Signs movie, where everybody knows everybody in the town. I'm usually not okay just generalizing cultures, but I've been to Maine and it's pretty much everybody knows everybody. I've been to Maine too. I love it. Yeah, it's a lovely little Even if that's the case, and I, and this is someone who's like an elder in my church who I've known since I was a child. If I was in law enforcement and I pulled them over and we're, we're chummy together, I just saw them. Charlie. And he dropped, and he dropped a lobster joke on me. I would say, please step out of the car. You're under arrest right now. And I would take him (laughs) away. I would take him away. This is inappropriate. This is not appropriate. There has to be some sort of social norm. Even if we're friends, you don't go around telling these jokes to people. It's terrible. there has to be some decorum here. The amount of injustice and things happening in the world right now. The things that literally you should be inflamed Can about. Can I finish your sentence because we know each other so well? Yeah. This is at the top of them. <laughs> this is as bad as it possibly Those gets. Those lighted signs were not made his for jokes. His, his, his passion is just his in, in, indignation Those about this issue. Those lighted signs, the guy who created them, he's like, oh, this is going to be a good place for the city council to make their best lobster jokes. No, it was. It, that's not why they were erected. If there's it, a hurricane, it tells you how to get out of town. I don't need... I, like it's 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 one thing on our church marquee okay right. you can be playful because it's not a legal issue that's what's they, happening it's they're turning into church signs they are bad ones safety oh, signs gosh, are turning into bad church, church signs, signs. 
True. I it's love true. a bad church sign. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. I will say, I just need to say something about Jesse because of how much we love him. Yeah. But like last week or Wednesday show, yeah. impassioned conversation from Jesse about the NFL. Racial kneeling. injustice. And, yeah. I mean, just really yeah. it is the exact same level yeah. of passion <laughs> for these signs, yeah, which is what I love. That's it's exactly all, right. I'm just not trying to make a, any moral equivalency. I'm just saying I, it's not I don't bad think you are passion. either. I just not, it's not bad at passion in your life. That's yeah, all. This is That's the libertarian right. in him though. This is literally, there is a root real passion oh, here yeah. because he really is thinking about the taxpayer money being spent on the time that it takes to oh, yeah. not write a normal sign. Oh, he's listening he's to Neil Bortz and just going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's preposterous what is happening and it's a slippery slope to tyranny once yeah, first they take over the traffic signs and putting, yeah. paying for royal weddings yeah. next, next huh? thing next thing you know my tax dollars paying for the queen to get a new fascinator and i am not having it it's ridiculous <laughs> as you know the- i'm watching the crown right now have y'all watched the crown i have not obviously Oh, yes. No, yes. Uh, Eddie. Okay. I even if you're not like into that stuff, it's a really good show. No, I've heard it's okay. amazing. Okay. I just, I, 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 I've never had a moment where I'm sitting down in front of the TV and I thought, you know what I'm really in the mood for? Yeah. Is, it's is it's a good one. Jesse, though. have you and Dana watched it? No. Oh, man. I mean, Eddie, it's like I, I'm telling myself every minute, this is exactly how this conversation went in real life. This oh, yeah. is a documentary film that I am watching. Oh, man. It is awesome. Oh, and, uh, it's and, amazing. Harry and Megan. Are going uh, are going on their honeymoon in uh, Bree and lovely been, Orlando, Florida. No, I've been to the ho- I've been to the hotel where they're staying. To the where Lake, are they going? The Fairmont on Lake Louise in Canada. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, it's like it's gorgeous, it's breathtaking. They're gorgeous. staying in the Commonwealth. That's where we. That's where we. Uh, well, I've been there, so I guess I'm just saying. I guess I know the Royals pretty well. Like, I, I guess I, I'm just. I'm, they're one of us. They're following they're like in us. your footsteps. Yes. Is what you're saying. I've got some yeah. great discounts and deals for them for the area from when we went up there. Was, so hey, I'm listen, sure they'll listen, be really excited. Listen, Prince and Princess, I have a Groupon. I would Dutch like for me to introduce you to. <laughs> I would love to offer you. She's not a princess. She's a duchess. <laughs> yeah, she didn't make the the cut. She's for the princess. Duchess of Sussex. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but you, right. knew, you knew that you were just messing around. All right. Yeah, what do you well, have? Well, oh, well, sorry. I meant to say, who cares? Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That was my. That was my real thought. I fell asleep there for a second when you mentioned Duchess. I was, what? Can I say one thing, though? Annie, didn't watch on the royal wedding when they were doing all the famous people walking in. Didn't you want to see Claire Foy walking into the wedding? A hundred percent. I wanted to see the girl. I mean, because she plays Queen Elizabeth so beautifully in the crown that I wanted to see her. Yeah. invited and i loved that night on saturday night live where they had uh the one of the sketches was the wedding reception and prince harry kind of introducing people who are at the wedding yeah. reception yeah and one of Meghan markle's uncles sits down with queen yeah. elizabeth is like girl you need to watch the crown <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right more royal wedding talk i'm sorry all right, what do you have, um okay here's a question i don't know about any of you actually do y'all have tattoos yes I yes, have, I have zero. Zero, no, Jesse. No, Chandler. Chandler has great tattoos. Yep. That oh was yeah, a, Chandler does. Chandler, Chandler just got a few new ones. I have to yep. preface that by saying that that wasn't a burn. I really like Chandler. <laughs> right, right, right. He you just should see. He's got. He's got a Chimander. He's got a <laughs> Poka, Poka Mawacha, <laughs> He's got a Chimander and, and, and a Imagine Dragon. All of them, man. Yeah, he's got I, mean, them <laughs> I, was, I was at a, a Hillsong conference <laughs> once, and you know, famously, all the all the Hillsong pastors who are my age are all tatted up. And Brian Houston was out there, and they, they were just bantering, and they got talking about all the tattoos. And Brian Hughes is like, I'm fine with it. You guys look great, but you know, I don't have any because you don't put a bumper sticker on a Maserati. Uh, and I was like, joke. that's, I that's good. That I like it. It's yeah. not good. That's <laughs> I like it. Hey, that's that's dad joke level of <laughs> is, safety is, road signs. Yeah, 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 that is. Yeah. That's yeah. that is cocky dad joke level, not like regular dad it joke. It was self deprecating. Yeah. Well, right. he did flex it. He did flex his muscle and challenge Joel Houston to an arm wrestling match right now, right here. <laughs> Andy, do you? Um, I do. I do have tattoos. Um, so More my, on that, please. Ask, Wait, you just sorry? said multiple. You said plural. I do. Wow. I do. Can you tell us? Is about it like Ben Affleck's? Uh, yeah, that's my. That was my second one. I got was a giant. <laughs> uh, Peg- not Pegasus, Phoenix rising from the ashes. But to be yeah. fair, if I'm going to get one, it's probably a Pegasus rising from the ashes before I get a Phoenix. <laughs> but, but Annie, I would like to know what they are. You don't okay. have to tell where they are, but what are they? Uh, it's words. It's words on my wrists. And I use white ink. Y'all can't even see them. Theater of the Minds. Oh, I'm holding my wrist up. But I've you- never seen them. Yeah, they're both in white ink. And one of them says grace and the other says persevere. Is it like invisible ink? 
Like, uh, like, no, like it's just white. Like, and if you I'm get just super, so pale if, that it is invisible on me, it looks like next time we're all in the same place, I'll show you. But it looks like it looks like a brand because it's the exact color of my skin. If you get huh. super tan, do they appear? I don't. But if I did, like when I, uh, yes, yes, when I get like sunburned or if I change color besides a spray tan, they will stay white. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. tattoo, like tattoo your entire body with like messages for summertime. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 they yeah, only appear in summer. Like those hyper Have you ever shirts. checked like the black light thing to see if it'll appear Great in black light? I chose not to get the black light ink, so uh, I assume so it, it doesn't. I didn't realize it was a. If, if you're ever in a black light room with a, with Annie F. Downs, you notice her just, tattoos just, for the first time, and also yeah, the, the mustard stain that she thought had gotten out. <laughs> yeah, never. Was hey, Annie, so you're saying that if I get the suns out, guns out tattoos that I've been planning, I wait till the summer because that's the only time people will see them. Yeah, that's right. If you get them in white ink, okay. yeah, yeah. So it sounds perfect. like it's perfect for you. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, I like it. And I've, I, so my, uh, the reason I was <laughs> asking y'all is out. that this woman, I have a lot of friends who do this, who, who tattoo their kids' names on their bodies. And so this woman in Sweden was t- got tattoos of all of her children's names as they were born, right? And so her son's name is Kevin, but the tattoo artist screwed up and tattooed Kelvin, K-E-L-V-I-N. And instead of changing her tattoo, she changed her son's name. He was two <laughs> years old and she changed his name to Kelvin instead of changing his tattoo. That is oh, wow. beyond to me. That is okay. insane to me. A couple of things. One, every tattoo you've ever gotten, and I've gotten these, they like put it on your arm and let you look or at wherever, it. wherever, and you look at it and you approve it and you look at yep. it again. And yep. they say, you know what? Let's give it five minutes. Take a couple, look at it in a mirror, look at it from different positions. I mean, they could not be more retentive. I had to sign when I had knee surgery, I had to sign my knee over and over and over again, affirming that they were getting a new knee surgery. Yep. How? In the world, does someone do a tattoo that is misspelled? Well, I mean, like I've seen pictures of no regrets and stuff. Right. I mean, <laughs> how is it possible? But how did she not look why. when they put the tattoo, when they put the, what's it called? Like the, what would it be it's called? Like, like the outline, whatever it is, the when stencil. they put the practice yeah, one on. Yeah. And and because when they do, even with my white ones, when they do the practice one, it's in color so they can see yeah, it, it's right? Like that purpley color, like a Xerox paper. Right, right. Xerox paper. That's right. So when they do that one on her, why did she not go, you know what? That's not my kid's name. Instead, yeah. she went, you know what? My kid's name is going to match this tattoo. And she changed his name. Well, I, I think she made the rational decision because it's easier to change a two years old's name because he's never going to remember. Anything that happens before <laughs> two is really not that big a deal. Plus, because I mean, Kevin's a pretty boy name, name anyway. So. Two uh, years is a long time to call something someone, someone yeah, something and then like change said, it. They probably called him Kevy or something. Little baby yeah. Kev. I mean, you know, I mean, Kelvin. Kelv. But back, to answer your question, Kelvin, like Annie, the temperature. The, yeah, the, the 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 way that that happened is the the tattoo artist was like, "Hey, listen, I got a court thing in like an hour. Are you cool if we just freehand this one? <laughs> I, I can I cannot be late again. I seriously, you know. <laughs> but again, it's easier to change a two year old's name. It's easier to change like anything that happens before that age. Like I said, they're not gonna remember. It's like it didn't happen. It's like he was never named Kevin. He doesn't. Uh-huh. He won't know if they don't tell him. No, except his birth certificate still says Kevin. I'm sure, but I guess maybe when you change your name, you get a do you get a new birth certificate when you change your name? I think you would. I, I know that you do. Yeah, oh, you, you get do. a new, you birth, get a certificate. new birth certificate. Yeah, they issue you a new birth certificate. Yeah, it's your new identity. Because Eve. It's like when you get saved. It's you're born again. You get a new paper. Oh, boy. Wait, yeah. so no, when Eve, right. yeah. Eve was not Eve when she was born in Ethiopia. Yeah. Well, yeah, when kids come home, if nothing else, and every parent decides to do different things, but they don't have your last name. So at least they're going from their given name to and adding on your last name. Right. And so there is a full name change that has to happen. And so, yes, they end up getting a new everything, new birth certificate, the uh, an American birth certificate with their changed name on it. And so, yeah, you can when you change your name, you okay, get it. So Kelvin just will never know, except that somehow exactly. she told the story. International news. Yeah. 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 So now Kelvin knows because his mom talked to a reporter. But before that, she could have kept it to herself. Yeah, what that, like how secret. did that become international news like i mean she you know what i mean like did it she call one, somebody it was one and it <laughs> was on npr you know? cameron so it's not like a no a no news news station it's not like i mean the i think she beacon. did this looking for attention and and she got word out yeah she yeah. posted it 
She, she had to have like she posted had, it. Probably tweeted it. Just got retweeted a bunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, could do she, it. yeah, yeah. She probably said it. And then she, like, I'm going to call Lax Me Sing and get her to, yeah. to talk about this on NPR. <laughs> that's my that's my move. Here. But like, if I did something like that, that was that embarrassing. And yeah, who knows keep, if I yeah, haven't? Keep it like, I am not talking yeah, about that's it what I'm saying. anywhere. Now. I mean, I'm not even now. clearly. I'm not bringing it in here, but I'm not even doing a little like private thing to a friend. Like, it just nope. doesn't exist. But, but you have the even your friends. You can just like you know gaslight them. You're like. Your kid's name Kevin. I've been calling him Kevin for like two years. No, no, it's been Kelvin. Yeah, you, it's you Kelvin. Mispronounce it. It's Kelvin. I, See the tattoo says Kelvin. I've heard. I've heard that a couple of times. What's gaslighting mean? I keep hearing that phrase and I don't know That's what, what it means. That's what the kids are doing with the glue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jonathan Merritt taught me this. I didn't know until Jonathan Merritt, host of the Faith Angle, taught but me I, what gaslighting is. I keep hearing is. it, and I should. Yeah. So it's when you it make mean? someone else think they're crazy or think that they're, you know. Like someone knows something and you make them think that what they think is wrong and that they're the ones who are, you know. Yes. Crazy the example Jonathan used is if he and I walked into a room and the lights were off and then he turns the light switch on and says, I didn't just turn the lights on. The lights have been on this whole time. And I was like, no, no, no. We walked into a dark room and he's like, no, the lights have been on this whole time. The definition uh, on Google is to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. I see. Yeah. No collusion. Yeah. How could there be collusion? I understand. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the context I've heard it in. I understand why people are sure. using it. That's what yeah. I sure. I see. And it said it's a reference to like a like an old movie that uh the 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 protagonist is Anyway, but the the, re- the word gaslighting has nothing to do with the definition. It's a reference to like an old movie about where someone they who were literally someone. using yeah. 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 It's weekend at Bernie's too. Uh it's always say. He's alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyhow, first of all, thank you for allowing me to do this slice. Um, and Chandler, thank you for being such a great producer. Um, I would really like to talk about this. I really did a terrible job with this intro. It's about, (laughs) there was a study done recently that talks about how essentially Americans are one of the few cultures that actually care at all about saying thank you. And so this recent study was done. (laughs) It said that in most cultures, they did a study of, uh, major like major languages within major cultures. So they studied Italian, Russian, Polish, and English. And um, it said that like in a th- all these different instances of casual conversation where people were helping out um, in America, there is a v- much higher percentage of people saying thank you than the rest of the entire world. Uh, like Polish speakers only say thank you 2% of the time. The average really? for the entire world is 5.5%. And I thought of this because, of course, like any parent probably, or I guess any American parent, we are constantly saying, okay, so when they bring you your food, what do you what say? Do you say? Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you, right? So we teach our kids to say thank you. We are saying thank you to each other. Just I have noticed that like like you'll say it to a server, they'll say thanks. You'll be like, thanks. And it's like, it, thank you. Thank yeah. you. We're thank all you. thanking thank each you. other. So the idea is... Except for Chick-fil-A. They say, my pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure. So what was interesting about this is that it comes... that The researchers said that it basically comes down to a basic, like, how we view social interactions in America versus how much of the rest... How the rest of the world views it. So they said, quote, our basic stance, our being in America, our basic stance is one of reciprocity. So we are, it is a give and take society. You're doing something for me. I'm appreciating that. I'm doing something for you. Like there's a back and forth, but in the most of the world, it's just understood that we're going to do nice things for each other. So if you just hand someone something, they're not surprised because of course that's just what you do. You're not owed but anything. You don't acknowledge the nice gesture. But that's what, that's what was interesting about this is just simply being in the same place is an acknowledgement that things are as they should be. You just, nobody would like, we're saying basically, the, so the study is saying that by us saying thank you, we're saying like, huh, that was a thing I didn't quite think or know that was going to happen. And you did that and I acknowledge it. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Where the rest of the world, it is just uh, it's like the baseline assumption is appreciation is that you're just going to be doing things for each gonna, other. You, you and, don't need to express the gratitude to, to for them to know that you are grateful. Yeah. Right. So they found right. that's exactly right. So they found differences across the different cultures, but they found that like 14.5 percent of the time Americans say thank you, which was pretty high compared to most other cultures. Mm. But I, I mean, when I think of English culture, mm-hmm. like, you know, how proper manners and things like that, I would think they would be off the charts about sh- saying thank you and having good manners, showing appreciation. I, I, I would think they would say something weird that I've never even heard before. Like, oh, to you, sir, or something like, <laughs> what? I, is that... <laughs> 
That was literally the worst English accent. (laughs) Well, it is, thank you is higher among English speakers. That doesn't count all English speakers, but it is much higher uh, within U.S. English speaking. So in, so like, yes, in Great Britain, they're saying thank you more than still than most of the world, but nobody says thank you more than the U.S. That surprises me. It surprises me too. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank uh, you, I, uh, <laughs> Thanks, Eddie, uh, for the slice. But uh, yeah, I have a, problem, just buddy. back to the my pleasure thing at Chick Fil A. I have a friend who every time he hands someone like a someone like a Chick Fil A employee money, every time he hands them money, he goes my pleasure and just stares at them, and it's always it's always like it's your move. It is your move. move. And he says, he says 90% of the time they're totally thrown. Like they're like jarred. Like what? Well, I just got my pleasure. What do I do here? You know? just got so, my pleasure. So next time you're at Chick-fil-A, hand them money and just go my pleasure. And, and lead just, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see I just what got happens. my pleasure. Yeah, because funny. at that point, it's weird if they say it, you know? Yeah. My pleasure. My, ple- my pleasure. Thank you. You know the pleasure? What? The pleasure is mine. And I'm the customer and I'm right. So yeah, my so pleasure. You're going to be fired. No, you no, can't no. have the pleasure. It's my pleasure. No, my pleasure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Who's... You can't have it. You cannot have it. It is mine. The pleasure. <laughs> yeah. I need to see a manager right now. <laughs> the, your employee tried to take my pleasure. So my, the least favorite little nuance that we did is uh, when people apologize uh, for no reason. Like if you're walking in a room and somebody's walking out, they're like, oh, sorry. Why are you apologizing? Everybody's just well, going. Did they bump into you or something? No, 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 no. People do that. Like, start paying attention to the number of times people say sorry to you when it's just completely like there's no possibility that they did anything wrong. I feel like I hear that constantly. And I was just okay, like, here, okay, here's sorry. the question, Eddie, then, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like it's a I feel like if physical contact is made, it's an apology. No, no yeah. I get that. I would say sorry if I bumped into someone. Sure. But the number of times it's just like there's a normal social interaction where nobody could have done everything differently. Oh, sorry. Give an example. If it, it was just that somebody you're opening up the door to walk into mm-hmm. a bathroom. Somebody is right there about to walk out. You've never touched. You're just gonna have to like oh but you're in their way slightly so you're just oh, oh sorry oh, we're both sorry. just excuse doing me. the same thing oh sorry excuse me. Say, you mean yeah. like excuse me yeah like and they say i'm sorry yeah is that what you me. wish that we would just say excuse me more like pardon yeah, or, me or just like hello or something or just go, i am literally just, never opening a bathroom and saying hello that well is every not time i've ever run name. into the bathroom with jesse he just looks at me and goes my pleasure yeah, I was going to say, once I, like, if I, let's say I walk into a stall, it's unlocked, and I'm like, oh, oh, I don't say sorry, oh, yeah. my pleasure, and I close the door, <laughs> it's very, I've been removed, I've been removed from several restaurants for that, and I agree, Eddie, it makes no sense, I'm being courteous here, these, yeah, I'm playing by European rules, apparently. But it, does, it doesn't even come close to my least favorite also, one. Also, bathroom interactions, European yeah. rules. Yeah, yeah. My oh, least favorite boy. one ever, and my dad uses this by default, is no worries. It's like one, you can't oh, yeah. tell me not to worry. Yeah. And I have high anxiety. <laughs> yeah, no who worries. Are you to d- diminish my yeah. issues. Who was worried? Why were we worried about this? Yeah, How I'll meet you there at five o'clock. I, I wasn't worried. worried. No I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried. worried about this. Is he, and, is he from Minnesota? And if I no. And if I was, you can't nobody can tell but I hear no worries all the time. And you're like, I like say a, no worries all the time, but I'm yeah, more so saying to them. I'm not here to add worries to your life. Oh, I, sorry, Annie, I'm late. I'll be there in ten minutes. No worries. Yeah, yeah, but, no but, but even no, that the, has the worry, a the worry. Like, I see, see, Eddie. I think you're projecting the worry on yourself. When I say no worries, someone, if someone's like, yeah, exactly, I'm going to be late, or hey, can we move this thing around, or, or this, or that. I'm saying no worries, and now that, like I'm not worried about it. It's not causing any stress for me. I think you're no, projecting no, no, the worry no. on yourself. No, no, because that's a fairly appropriate use of it. I still don't right. like love it, but I'm getting it's like you're trying to absolve someone of like a moment that could have tension by saying yeah. I am yeah. not experiencing any. Displeasure well, it's kind of like in this moment. Yes, you're not like causing that. me you know, any like, concern. Yes, the no worries, no problem is like, hey, can we go get, uh, like, hey, we ran out of ketchup at our table. Would you, do you have a, a, another ketchup? Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no worries. Like, what? Who was worried about this? You're doing your job. I'm sitting here <laughs> eating lunch. Why is anybody worried? And if I was worried about it, well, that's on me. It's ketchup. But I feel like if you pay attention to this, you'll hear <laughs> sorry and no worries at weird times where you just realize it's like a verbal tick. Mm. Thank you. Is this some sort of gaslighting? Yeah. <laughs> clever very clever wow. Wow. I, I walk into places and just scream pleasure pleasure <laughs> <laughs> by the way the origin came from lie. a stage play called Gaslight and it was made into a movie in the 40s so yeah. that's yeah. why it's called Gaslighting that's it's like one of the main characters does it to the other main character yeah fake news next fake news next yeah. alright well that'll do it for slices stay tuned up next 
Lisa Bevere joins us. I'm upset. Hundred thousand on my head is disrespect. So offended that I had to double check. You trying to check? This is real life. Think we playing chess? So what's next? You're listening to Drake. The song is I'm Upset. It's his... <laughs> I am here for Drake. Any rapper coming after Drake. I am here for the response and the back and forth. Yeah, same. Uh, I'm upset. There you go. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Maddie Jane with Ideal. Well, this week's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Creating a site with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse. They also make adding a domain to your site simple. If you sign up for a year, you'll receive a custom domain for free for that year. Design a best-in-class online store with Squarespace's award-winning templates, customizable settings, and more, all without a single plug-in, including all the tools you'll need to track inventory, process orders, and send custom emails in one intuitive interface. Squarespace Commerce allows you to understand every aspect of your business, and they also have award-winning customer support. We have used Squarespace for years. Uh, we used to do our Oscars.biz sites on it, mm-hmm. all of the Trapped in a Cage sites, all the all of our weird little side things. I, <laughs> yeah. well, Jesse and I will make on Not Squarespace websites. You missed yeah. a lot back in back in the days before you. Yeah. I mean, there'll be a lot more to come. I was but listening. That was, Don't yeah. worry. I was listening. I just wasn't, when I was talking back, no one was hearing me. That's how <laughs> it used to be. <laughs> uh, go right now to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I, uh, a friend of ours, Andy Barron uh, oh, told yes. me the other day, he, he recently moved all of his, he relaunched his website, andybaron.com. He's a great photographer Forward slash on Squarespace. Andy. And he told me <laughs> that he used our offer code and he thanked me for it. I appreciated that. Andy Baron. Good old Andy Baron. Well, Lisa Bevere is a popular speaker, best-selling author, and is the co-founder of Messenger International, along with her husband, John, an organization committed to developing uncompromising followers of Christ who transform their world. In her latest book, Adamant, Lisa explains the importance of clinging to biblical truths, even as opinions on social, spiritual, and political issues constantly change. Here is our conversation with Lisa Bevere. So the new book, Adamant, um, what inspired you to write this book? Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but lately it seems like up is down, right is wrong, red is blue. Any <laughs> we ever had as some kind of stability, foundation, boundary in our life has been brought into question. And so I actually tend to write the books I need. I mm-hmm. um, embarrassingly am an ENFP and an Enneagram 7. So okay. I actually have to ground myself or I am just a balloon that will float away with everybody else's emotional experiences. So mm-hmm. I have to say, what do I believe and why? And so this was a book of actually my journey on that. It sounds kind of like uh, the talk that we've heard about postmodernism. And I don't know where we are now. I don't know if we're post postmodern, whatever. But the idea of absolute truth, you know, and that um, a lot of people kind of look at things from their own experience and say, you know, it's kind of relative. What's good for you is good for you. What's good for me is good for me. Is that kind of the thing that you're addressing? Yes. And and I, you know, I needed to know. I mean, it, you know, is, if I have a truth and you have a truth, then is it really a truth or is it a story or is it a journey or is it an experience? And I think that we have things that are true of that mm-hmm. change. You know, like it's true of me right now that I have four grandkids, but I want it to be true of me in five years that I have 10. (laughs) I speed I end up with four. So true of can change according to my circumstances, according to my seasons. There's things, Andrea, there's things I would have fought for that I said, I believe this is a hill to die on 10 years ago that I probably don't even believe in. Mm -hmm. So that kind of thing is, is what's going to fluctuate. But truth isn't a what. Truth is a who. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then he went on a little further with that. And he said, no one comes to the Father except 
by me. And so do we believe that Jesus is the way? Because if he is the way and not just the best way or our favorite way or our American way, then, you know, he's, he's, we've got to submit to what he says. And a lot of times people don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. They, they, they want Jesus to be their favorite way, but not the only way. Mm. Um, could you say a little bit more about Jesus as truth? It, obviously the scripture, he, he says, I am the truth, but I feel like for people who are not familiar with that, uh, scripture, yeah. then they might say, I, I don't even get that. What do you mean truth as a person? You know, what does that mean to you that Jesus is the truth? Yeah. Thank you for letting me explain that. So, you know, it's interesting. If you go back to the book of John, it says that the word was made flesh. That means, and when we say the word, we're like, what is that? Well, God's word, God actually spoke everything that you and I see now into existence by the power of his word. So when it came time, God sent his only begotten son. He spoke his word into the womb of a virgin girl who said, be it unto me according to your word. And so she received this child and this word became flesh. Mm-hmm. And it dwelt among us. And when we say the word became flesh, that was the expression Jesus. So everywhere Jesus did, went, everywhere, everything he did, how he interacted with people was an expression of the word made flesh. And so we believe that the scripture is truth. So when Jesus is talking, he's, just, he's praying to the Father and he's saying, Father, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. So Jesus walked according to the word and he is the word. So those two things merge truth. So there's a lot of people who pursue truth, but that doesn't mean they are the truth. And so Jesus is the only one that made his the claim that he was the truth. Buddha said, I'm pursuing truth. You know, Muhammad pursued truth, but Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and life. Um, tell me why, tell me about the, the title adamant. Um, why, why that word to summarize this idea? Well, so I have to step back a little bit. In 2005, I actually was sent this long letter by an anonymous person that I, I still don't know who they are. If they're out there, yay, I'd love them to contact me. But they just, they used that word adamant five times and kind of a prophetic word to me. And at the time, I didn't even, I, I thought adamant meant stubborn and unyielding. And I was like, okay, what exactly are they calling me? <laughs> so what, what? <laughs> What are they suggesting that I need to be? So time passed. That was in 2005. 2016, I found myself in all these conferences. There was diamonds here, diamonds there, diamonds everywhere. And I was like, okay, there's sex trafficking. There's refugees. There's gender side going on. And the American women are twirling around in t-shirts calling themselves diamond. And I was really annoyed. Mm. Back in my hotel room, I was like, all right, God, I've got a minister. And I need to have the right attitude. And he said back to me, used to love it when I called you my diamond. Hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. What? So I called home and I was like, hey, got one of my four sons, go on top of my hutch, on top of my desk, pull out this black box. There's like this shiny paper prophetic poem thing. Can you read it to me? And he screenshot it. And all of a sudden I, I saw this word. And then I began, it was like a rabbit hole. All of a sudden I started going down. And I said, wait a minute adamant adamant was first a noun before it was ever an adjective or an adverb it meant invincible the greeks had this idea of a mineral or a stone that would be impervious to heat that it would be magnetic where it would draw but not be drawn that it could gather light rays and redirect it that it would be woven so tightly that every lesser stone or metal would fragment underneath it and they called it adamant I think they were looking for something they had yet to see. Uh-huh. I think that God weaves each of us with a desperate longing for something that's a mystery, something that's more than we can discount, something that's more than we can have already experienced with this longing that's inside of us. And they looked ahead. And I believe they saw a cornerstone. I believe they looked ahead and they saw Nebuchadnezzar. Actually, I'd look back to this one. But Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel, where it said, I saw a stone not carved with hands. And how the stone hits the images that are man-made, grinds it into chaff. And then the stone becomes a mountain and fills the entire earth. And I was like, wait a minute. Jesus is the adamant. Jesus is that invincible, constant, unyielding stone. And God is, a, is as adamant in love as he is in adamant in holiness. Mm. He is completely and constantly. He never changes, which means actually I get to be able to change. If it was a moving target, Andrea, what would I do? 
you know, if I had a religion that said, well, if you do A, B, and C, D, E, F, it might work out for you, but that's not what God is. He set something in motion a long time ago, and now he's finishing it. And this is this idea where he is saying, I have loved you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. It's not, I will love you once you earn it. I have loved you. And so we're not on a stone, white knuckling it. We're in a stone. So we need to actually say, do we really believe that truth is a rock or do we think it's a river like our culture is telling us? Because mm. if it's a river, we're going to be taken downstream. So, so what do you want readers to walk away with this? after When they close the book, what is the thing that you really hope that they take with them? I hope that they're going to actually be able to receive the love of God and personally, and the ability to discern between truth and love. So I want them to merge those things where I'm like, okay, am I speaking in truth and love? Or am I speaking truth without love? Or am I speaking love without truth? I actually mm-hmm. want great conversations because Andrea, I don't think I know it all, but yeah. I do think that we need to have the right conversations with the right people. And I don't think social media is the right people. It might fight conversations, but we're doing a lot of things in the church right now where we're kind of going, look at the bride. Isn't she an idiot? Wow, we're so smart. They're just stupid. That's not helpful. And so I'm all about the Godfather. You know, you never tell someone outside the family what you're thinking. (laughs) So let's have the right conversations around this. I kind of was hoping this would be a catalyst. So I started something where I offered an adamant experience that would be conversations and live events. And we had 3,000 women sign up and, and they had pay so i mean they were like we want to be part of something where we can ask tough questions without being judged for being liberal or being judged for being a legalist we Mm want to we want to have a conversation and that's not really happening a lot there's a lot of hey we'll welcome everybody at the table but as soon as somebody disagrees with you you get kicked off the table Mm. so i think that i really wanted to see conversations happen and i don't like the 80 percent of the millennials are leaving the church because they feel like the church is mishandling certain things that I think if we had the right conversations, we'd be able to handle it better. That was Lisa Bevere. Stay tuned. Up next, it's our Listener of the Week. Listening to Woods. The song is Origami. Okay, it's time for our listener of the week. You listen to the show, and it's time to get to know you. It's the listener of the week. All right. Uh, every week, we for the last like couple months, we've 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 looked through Twitter. You guys have been sending us the th- three interesting facts about yourself, and Jesse has perused them. And every week has been selecting a listener of the week who joins us. This week, Jesse has selected Isaiah Struve. Welcome to the show, Isaiah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Where are you calling us from? Uh, I'm south of Austin, Texas. Are South you in of some Austin, sort of bird habitat? <laughs> We're hearing yes, birds. Uh, I work at a bird refuge. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my um, gosh. Just, I'm just outside because for whatever reason, inside does not work for Skype. What do you do in Austin, Isaiah, if not, if not rehabbing or south, injured birds? South of Austin. He's a oh. rancher, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in Texas has a horse. Uh, no, uh, I'm actually a youth pastor. There you go. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> ha- have you ever incur- incorporated birds into your ministry? <laughs> <laughs> he has a birds of prey no, teaching uh, that he does. I, I haven't thought about that actually. There's but a lot of bird references know. in the Bible. You should look into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eagles. Really check it out. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, when you were looking at Isaiah's facts on Twitter, uh, why don't you tell us the three facts that caught your eye? Okay. One of them is one of them is about lobster. And uh, Isaiah, real quick, how do you feel about the the pronunciation of lobster as lobster? Is it does it really grate on your nerves like it does mine? Uh, No, not really. I mean, that sounds a little bit more ethnic and exciting. (laughs) Wow! Are you a big Ben Affleck fan? 
Gosh. No, not really. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of raised in that that conservative Christian household. Didn't watch a lot of movies growing up. And so, okay, oh. before we get to your facts, I want to peel back this a little. You weren't allowed to watch Ben Affleck movies, but what was your favorite Christian movie? Well, when you were a kid, what was the one you watched over and over again? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think, oh, this is a deep cut. It's, it was a Bible man episode. Oh, oh sure. Um, I think it was the one about like with the Charles and Charles lying or, or something like that. Yeah. The dude had green hair. I, I, I'm remembering it now. So, so your favorite, my, this is Eddie. It's nice to meet you. Your favorite episode was, uh, your favorite thing to watch as a kid was a specific episode of Bible <laughs> oh, man. man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh. It's kind of embarrassing, but it's also uh, yeah. brings hope. No, hope don't feel shame about that. You're allowed to like that. I don't know why Eddie wanted to heap shame on you about Six that. You didn't have a favorite. You didn't say didn't it was wa- your favorite when you were 28. <gasps> well, as a kid's uh, allowed Chandler's, to have a favorite Bible. Bible <laughs> Chandler just IMDB'd this. Yeah, what was the, the episode name? The Six Lies of the Fibbler. The Fibbler. Oh, oh, that sounds about right. Oh, man. Hence the green. Uh, yeah. So Isaiah, what's curious is it's a it, it like I have no issue with it either. The Willie Ames Willie Ames was doing fine work at That's the time. Right. But Good uh, job, Jesse. It, it is interesting. <laughs> it was one episode that you just it was something about the Fibbler one. You just won. So I guess my question to you is how do I know that any of these facts are actually true? If you were oh, right. yeah. if you were so well, attached I mean, to the just a complete stranger. His mom well done, made yes. him watch that episode as punishment because he fibbed all the time. Yeah, so, that's, that's what yeah, I know better. Mm-hmm. What, what, are you at a denomination? What kind of church are you at? What kind of youth director are you at? Uh, I'm in an Assemblies of God church. Okay, well, that's okay. nice. Is it like old school Pentecostal Assemblies of God or like contemporary non-denom Assemblies of God? Um, kind of straddling the fine line between the two. Um, lots of young families in the church, but there's also... Uh, the the older saints, the super saints, as we like to call them. The super yeah, saints. You know. <laughs> That's his Bible <laughs> man episode. <laughs> That's a good. The super saints is a good episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> super saints versus the fibbler. Oh man. <laughs> That's actually the team. It's like the super saints. Yeah. The super saints. Yeah. 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 They yeah. They, yeah. They, you know, they battle the fibbler. Okay. Uh, so Isaiah, in college, you had a pet lobster. Um, did you go to, where did you go to college where you were able to keep a lobster alive enough to have it as a pet? Cause don't they live to like 70 years if you let them? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a spur of the moment, um, purchase. Uh, yeah. me and some friends went to the local grocery store and grabbed a lobster. Um, we didn't quite know what we were going to do with it yet, but we knew that, um, it was just a necessary item to have. Yeah. Um, and so we, we snuck it on the hall, um, and we kept it alive for about, uh, probably about 12 hours. Um, six of those it spent in the shower um, where what? the roommates. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just turned on the shower and just let it, you know, they need salt water. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's my question, Isaiah, instead of giving it like a, a very painful, but very quick death in a boiling pot of water. You delicious. Sl- death. He, he died. He died his slow death in a college dorm shower is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Where you actually yes. have to wear sandals to enjoy that show. Right. That right. thing is just... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Please tell me, please tell me at the that. end of the 12 hours, you and your friends ate your fr- new friend. No, we actually just, uh, we threw it in a, a sleeping friend's bed. Sure, yeah. College boys. Delightful seafood awakening. Yeah. I love, I, I had a, like a college reunion this past weekend. Did and you really? Yeah, Did we went you? up for a friend's 40th birthday. And it was just all of, the whole group from college from university of Florida, go Gators. And, uh, you're never funnier than you were in college, but you're also never more thoughtless. Like it was like, yeah, let's do this completely dumb thing right now. We're going to buy a lobster and just put it in the shower. Cause like, you knew he's not going to eat it. Like that is definitely, definitely going in a buddy's bed. Like that's a (laughs) hundred percent. That's the rule. That's either going in a toilet and waiting for someone to go and have an unpleasant surprise <laughs> or it's no, going yeah. in a sleeping friend's bed. Right. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Can you imagine going in there in the middle of the night and just sitting down and you, what, and then like something in your peripheral just right before you sit, you yeah. catch, it, catch it in the corner of your eye and, and you and look it, and there's a lobster looking back at you. And oh, yeah. then it's, it's honestly, it's that person's responsibility to get the lobster to, out and to do remove something it. with it at that point. Because you can't leave. You can't leave. You no longer have plausible deniability if there's a lobster in that toilet. On the the uh-huh. whole hall smelled like yeah. lobster for the rest of the semester. And it was just really gross. That is horrific. Funny. All right. What's the other facts, Jesse? Okay. Okay. So you once committed a drive by with bottle rockets. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, 
Oh my How gosh. did this transpire? I like that you sound surprised. Like you tweeted it too. Uh, no, 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 I, I, <laughs> yeah. So in high school, my dad went up to Wyoming because growing up in Colorado, the fireworks are illegal. And so he went up to Wyoming and probably spent close to $600 on fireworks. Yeah, Comes back and gives me and my friends like three big packs of bottle rockets. And he says, just don't get caught. And then just walks away. Um, like washing my hands of what's about to happen. And so we decided that we were going to just drive around and shoot them out of my friend's sunroof as sure. we were driving. <laughs> as you should. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then yeah. We, we took a side street down our neighborhood and we found a group of kids that we knew uh, from the rival school in town. Yeah. And ah. so I figured, hey, we know those guys. They'll, they'll think this is funny. Um, so we just started shooting bottle rockets at them and then drove off. Oh, my God. Um, and they, we never got caught. But I'm pretty sure if I came across one of those people today, they might be missing an eye. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. It's, interestingly, this is a, a little known fact. This is what the film Boys in the Hood was based on. Yeah. And also, <laughs> Annie, the fact that you said no idea was a nice joke that I don't even know that you picked up. That was fun. Thank Over. you. Did you hear like a blood curling scream as you were peeling out? Uh, yeah, and a, a couple other words that we can't say. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. so did you say you were? I, I miss it. Did you say you were in high school well, or college? It's words that he can't say. This like, was high school. This high was school. high school. Okay, golly, because yeah. because the other story was about <laughs> college, and and then I was listening to this one, and you said rival school, and I thought you had a rival college in town, and I oh, like that no, even better. No, no, no. Yeah, our I, rival was uh, Evangel University when I was in college. Oh. Does anyone else picture like Isaiah going to like a, a class reunion with a, or, or like running into one of these people at like the mall or something years later and they're wearing an eye patch and you're just like, <laughs> oh man, hey, How's How's good to see you. I didn't even notice you had the eye patch. So I got right up close. Now I definitely see it. <laughs> yeah, um, no. I definitely had something to do with that. <laughs> this one, uh, you, you were an intern somewhere and you were, your assignment was to fire another intern that was older than you as an intern uh that sounds like the yeah, worst internship yeah. ever how did this how go down interns fire interns this was uh this was back back to college days um i was interning at uh my home church and just for the summer um and there was another guy that came from another school and he was he was in his 20s early 20s uh probably like 21 or 22 and um, he was working with the youth ministry and so was I, and it came out that he, uh, was getting a little bit familiar with, uh, some of the students oh. And, oh, and in a negative way. Yeah. This might, might be taking too much dark of a turn, but the senior <laughs> pastor called good, me yeah. in. Good react. Good said, note. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, and so I had to, the senior pastor gave me the responsibility to let this intern go. Um, by the end of the week and so what? why are you i did that okay. day wow. and it was eddie it was go. very uncomfortable because i was 18 <laughs> and he what? was just a few years older than me but definitely had life experience why wouldn't the pastors deal with it why wouldn't the pastors Wait, the deal other, with it the other intern was older than you isaiah <laughs> yeah yeah just okay. a couple years I'm about, but get, I'm about to get older than riled me. up <laughs> that why why would the pastors pass the buck like well, this? Well, hold on. Let's first just fast forward. Is are these pastors or pastors still a pastor at a church? Have they all just exploded their life already? Uh, this this pastor is still at that church. Um, and I don't know what the whatever came of the the intern. Um, I think he blocked okay. me on everything. What was his? So yeah, I don't for know sure he did. <laughs> Why did the student pastor make you do that instead of handling that himself? Did, do you remember what no, he said to you about why you pastor. had to do it? The, we didn't have a student pastor at that time. I was kind of covering senior that Senior pastor. Got it. Oh. Wow. That's still yeah. pretty oh, unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. It was, uh, it was interesting. Um, there's a lot more to the story, but I don't think that that would be appropriate for public. Now, all of a sudden you blinding people with bottle rockets is not the worst <laughs> thing we've heard all day. Yeah, like, not yeah. no. Wow. Well, uh, man, thank you uh, for joining us uh, as our listener of the week, Isaiah. It was uh, definitely, we got lobsters, we got college pranks, we got uh drive by 
bottle rockets. And then we got a really, really dark story about a really dark, dark story. At the end. <laughs> Isaiah, how long have you been listening to the show? Oh, probably about four years. Four nice. years. Well, Isaiah, well, my, pleasure. my pleasure. This is <laughs> Thank this you, my Isaiah. Part. We get to make a new friend every week who's already been friends with us. I think it's the best. But thanks for listening, uh, man. No uh, worries, buddy. All right. Good Talk luck. to you there. Thanks. All right. You guys have a good one. Isaiah, you're now still listening to the show because you were excited to hear yourself. And we're going to now need to talk about that. Yeah. And how completely <laughs> weird that was. So I am sorry for you. But that so was crazy. Disturbed. That's crazy. I mean, it's not Isaiah's problem. <laughs> no, but that is Isaiah's a, problem. Yeah, you should third say that, Eddie. This is not in leadership fault. I can't imagine uh, that any leader of any organization, oh. let alone a church, oh. would would pass the buck t- uh, about an issue that uh, egregious. Oh. And the fact That's that Isaiah had to do it. And I mean, you know, like you're a young intern. You don't know what's you, you don't have you don't know the, what's OK. And what's yeah, not he, or normal. Or what's now, not. I'm sure Isaiah would have been like, no, 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 but no, like no, back no. then you're just you like, yeah. Kid figuring it well, out. Well, and he said he was kind of pseudo filling in as a student ministry yeah. okay, person. But still, that the student, the, monstrously. the senior pastor should have known better. That is, oh, oh. That, is <laughs> that is like unfathomable. Why would you ever put a college student in that? Oh, listen, listen. Yeah, I'm you handle that salty. Uh, all yeah. the way from Nashville, Tennessee, Annie Downs is salty about this story. It sounded, it sounded like it was on like criminal level because he said that the guy was a few years older than him. He was 18. Students would be under 18. Oh, no. Like, that's like a whole nother step. You oh, know what I mean? Like, oh, not yeah. like, like, oh, yeah. Well, that's Isaiah, law sorry. breaking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. We need to get the law involved in that. We had this lovely moment with a friend, but now Man, we cannot get over that third story. I can't, but, no, that's, listen. Can't yeah, imagine we, how much here's worse the thing. For- Let's, here's what's true. Ready? Grownups in the church need to be the grownups. We should <laughs> yeah. not be asking the kids to be the grownups. We should be the grownups. There is not a time when an 18 year old needs to handle that kind of thing when there is an adult in place. I'm no ma'am or sir. Literally, it sucked the air out of the room. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am really overwhelmed by that. I was thinking anyway, when so I read bad. that he was an intern who had to fire an older intern, I was thinking it was like at a fast food restaurant or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I thought. <laughs> you know, he like, said like a predatory who's interning thing. at a fast food restaurant. First of all, you don't intern Great. there. Yeah, you're taking an unpaid summer internship at Burger <laughs> yeah, King. I don't, I don't hey, know. Do you know what the good thing is that we have from this is Isaiah's a good dude. Right. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. What, yeah. what ended up happening is that did not turn Isaiah from God or from ministry. It turned him to it. And that is that is a good takeaway from yeah. the story is that Isaiah had to do something he should have never had to do in a church setting that would make some people run away from a faith and particularly run away from the institution where they worked. And instead, Isaiah stuck with it and now impacts students lives on a daily basis. And so I am for Isaiah. I would. Yeah, I'd rather have Isaiah listening to the show than the senior pastor. That is true. But I'll, I'll take a phone call from that guy too if he's bu- if he's not busy. Yeah, offline. Yeah. We ain't gonna record that one. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> the weekly insanity of listener of the week. I mean, it's just my favorite <laughs> thing. Hey, I'm willing place. to. All all all, hey, if anyone wants no, 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 to take Jesse, over picking. No, 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 Jesse. Nobody's pointing fingers in your direction of not doing something right. I think it's just. It, it, oh no, I variety. Variety is good. Yeah. And like, yeah, we don't know what we read the things. We have certain assumptions of how it's going to go. Right. And it never goes that way. Well, yeah, yeah. You just don't great. know what you're yeah, going to say. Here. This, I'm constantly surprised at the directions yeah. they take. Yeah. Yes, that's same. Right. Same. Well, I say that was your segment. I'm currently reading yeah. good about it, buddy. from Bible Man, yeah. the series. Yeah. We got Dr. Decepto. Oh. We got too cool for Wait, school. The, fib- the Fibbler and Dr. Decepto are different. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. Dr. Decepto no, is a pastor somewhere. They kind of ran Yeah. <laughs> ludicrous that's one ludicrous the, the cheater wait ludicrous the rapper no it's spelled differently oh I most of them guy. are misspelled uh the slacker oh yeah uh, sloth super, yeah super pro game master oh love this that one was a cyborg with uh <laughs> super pro can, game master could, like he played video machines. games too much yeah oh, apparently yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. I, yeah, kids. I, my favorite's too cool for school. Like, as if being too cool is a sin, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Last time I checked, you know, that's that's totally fine. Played by Jeff Durham. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the No, guy? that can't be true. Yeah. Oh. Too cool for school was Jeff Durham. Oh, no that way. Is, that yeah. is just painful. Well, <laughs> really? Yeah. Late 90s, early well, 2000s Christianity is just so cringeworthy. Yeah. So, pop, yeah. Pop yeah, we just heard a story about it, I believe. So for <laughs> sure, cringeworthy. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Hey, many thanks to uh, Lisa Bevere for joining us on this week's episode. Follow her on even, Twitter, we, at Lisa Bevere. We don't even have to thank her. We just acknowledge. We just acknowledge. It was our pleasure. <laughs> our pleasure, Lisa Bevere. Lisa, Lisa was pleasure. on the show. That's all we have to say. There is a general understanding that we acknowledge it. Her book, uh, Adamant, is available now. Go check it out. It will be your Good pleasure. Title. 
to no check worries. it out. No. <laughs> also, thanks to Squarespace for making the episode possible. Go to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. Hey, go support our sponsors for real. They make the show exist. Yeah. And they're great sponsors. And it's a great, or- yeah, great yeah. product. Yeah. Great service. The new issue of Relevant is out now featuring Aubrey Plaza on the cover. Uh, some great articles with like Charlemagne the God and a bunch of other thoughtful content. Go check mm-hmm. it out. You can read, uh, you can view the entire issue at relevantmagazine.com or if you want to get the paper edition, it's on newsstands nationwide. You can subscribe today at relevantmagazine.com. There's a good deal going on. Go check it out. On that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffold. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Annie F. Downs, and I'm still a little hot about that story, everybody. (laughs) We're just all going to just hit hit stop on the player and just think about what just happened. Let's go. Let's just go into the weekend. Let's just go into the weekend. I honestly had the interns from the office, like Plop and whatever they call it, you know, like these comical gang of interns put in awkward situations. Oh, I'm with you. I thought thought like another intern like threw a water balloon at an old lady. They hadn't had to fire a lobster in their bed or something like that. Just something to luster in there. Right. When in turn shot one of the employees with a bottle rocket right, in the face. Right. You know, yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. A, a <laughs> note to future listeners of the week. Uh, if that's where it's heading, uh, you know, you're still really interesting without it. Yeah. Unless, you know your, name, hey, unless your name is Chris Hansen, that's or not all that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you're one IP, give us a call. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Like, what? Well, I just got my pleasure. What do I do here? Relevant Podcast Network. Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Sure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot forward slash M-O-T-I-V.